It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. All right, we're back with episode 220 of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. You know, it's pretty great that we made it to 20 episodes, but the the news about Chicago sports right now is nothing to celebrate in this 20th episode. So uh, I guess a little shout out to us for making it to 20 episodes, but it's going to be a, a, a bulls town. It's a lot of doom and gloom other than uh, if we're talking hoops. Yeah, it's it's a rough one. I, it's, I don't know how to really do this episode. We're going to have to talk about things I don't want to talk about. Yeah, and I, I guess before and we... Everywhere, everywhere. Like, these aren't, yeah, it's, these it's, aren't good talking points. I guess, before we get into the Bears and whatever we call that performance on Sunday against the Bucks, Jalen Johnson and his uh, fine letter tweeting, that just should have kind of been a foreshadow of what was to come this week. Just an omen. It's an omen of what the fuck is this organization, oh. this coaching staff, what are the players doing? So, so dumb. I'm so that was just, I'm so that was, that was just, like, it's eerily reminds me of like the Mark Trustman years. Like, I think today's the anniversary of when uh, Houston, Lamar Houston got that sack with two minutes left in the game when they were down by 25 points and he tore his ACL. And oh, God, yeah, I remember dancing. that. Yeah, dance. He fell on his, like, left leg or something, tore his ACL. Like, dude, we're down by, like, four scores. Like, what are you celebrating? And then two weeks later, they played Green Bay on Sunday night, and uh, when Aaron Rodgers decided to show no mercy. It's getting well, that it's It's getting it, that it is getting to that point. And Aaron Rodgers just – I mean, I wouldn't say he manhandled us in his game, but he just did what Aaron Rodgers does, and that's beat our Chicago Bears. The Bucks and Tom Brady, they manhandled us on Sunday. So let's just get into it. I don't know if one of you guys want to talk about one of the, the glaring uh, weaknesses that we had, but I guess – I'm guessing it should be the three points we scored. I, I don't think there was a single – True Bear fan that didn't say the words "Wow, we fucking suck" <laughs> during the game at some point, and if you didn't, then it, you were laughing or something. I don't know, or or whatever you were drinking. I I need some of it because God dang. Yeah, those words definitely left my my lips. Maybe not in that fashion, but uh, you know, went up. It was over in the first twelve minutes. After the after the game was over, I you know was talking to my wife, and she goes, "Oh, did the Bears win?" And I said. Nope, we suck. So that came out of my my uh, my mouth. So I definitely did say that. And boy, that's probably the truest thing I've ever said in my life. We fucking suck. I mean, it was you could just tell. And as as Jackson kind of just alluded to, I mean, Kevin, you in the group chat after that like punt return, it was you texted. You know, this is going to be fifty to zero, and then. It, sure, sure enough, we get a text. Pretty damn close. Yeah. and then and then sure <laughs> enough, we get a text. Probably like two minutes later, sixty to zero, and then 
two minutes later, correction, 70 to zero. I mean, it just, the foreboding, and you know how Nagy's teams work. Like, we're not going to get better in the second half. Like, if we don't look good right away and we're just going to be down 21 like that, it's, yeah, it's a long road. I mean, no, and and no team, for the most part, is going to come back from that first quarter, but at least have some fight, and man. I think that's the thing, like, I was frustrated with. It's like, listen, we talked about this plenty of times when you go against like a Green Bay or a Tampa with Brady, like you're most likely not going to win this game. You have to get short fields and you have to be disciplined and you have to steal possessions. But like all of those things they, we did not do. Yeah. They, they, they did the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, when you're losing 14, 21, nothing, whatever, for 21, three, whatever it was, like, at least show some fight. Like, the other team is smack-talking you. They're talking trash. You know, they're celebrating the end zone, doing that stupid boat row. It's like, does anyone have a soul or heart to, like, push back a little bit? Or are you just going to lie there and let them kick you? Yeah, unfortunately, it became, and don't get me wrong, the defense played, like, booty you know, after that first three scores. But, you know, those first three scores are mainly because of the offense uh, and and then two turnovers and whatnot. So, like, you can't give Tom Brady that field position. I get that. I'm not going to, you know, when they had, what, 21 points off of 90 yards that you're just like, what the hell? That that punt return, I'm like, oh, I was in trouble. Yeah, what's going on? But that's where it is. And that's why all of us as Bear fans, like, don't get me wrong. We're not going to give the defense a, a free pass on this podcast. Obviously, though, we're going to have to talk about this offense because, as Kevin said, three points. I think any NFL team, any NFL team, no matter how bad they are, this 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 0-7 Lions team, this Texans team, this, this uh, Dolphins team, this Jaguars team, they still score 17 points in a game like that. Eagles scored yeah. 25 last week. Yeah. yeah, I just think that when when it's that one-sided, I isn't it almost guaranteed that you're going to like score some garbage time like and you couldn't do anything. Nothing. And it it's it's really really hard in this offense and I know there's not a lot of promise to really anything right now. I mean, even our quarterback who we all still I believe have faith in did not look good, but it's, I, I think, is our O-line our, our glaring weakness? I mean, he's, Justin Fields is I averaging. I don't think it's all the O-line, because there, there have been some games where they have looked good. Um, now, granted, they got torched on Sunday. Justin Fields had, like, two, I think they, they measured it, it as, like, 2.4 seconds to throw yeah, that's, per that's snap. Horrible. When the league average is, like, four uh, and a half. I mean, it, the, the coaching decisions don't make sense. Like with the offensive line, because like why didn't you why did you go to like your fifth round or your fifth string tackle when you could have put in like Anthony Bars in that tackle? Like I he has to have some playing time, right? Moving around, kind of being like that flex guy who can play multiple positions and knows the offense. Like I, I just felt like once their backup backup tackle went out, like they freaked out and just put a nobody out there and he got lit up i don't know why they didn't use bars uh, i granted i don't think bars would have done any better but you know 
use the guys who know your system. How how many games has Nagy coached where they've been less than under twenty points now? Is it like twenty eight? It's approaching thirty. I know. I just don't. I don't really. I don't really like that Jackson has to ask that question, and I had to <laughs> ask that question last week. And that who's it going to be? Is it going to be? Is it going to be just to switch off of Jackson and I asking that question oh, to Kevin I, I every quick, damn I, week? It's in the high twenties, and it's just going to be like we. It's we're we're so blinded by our our anger and rage that we just like forget that stat, and then we have to like kind of come back like regain our composure on the podcast, and then we're like, oh wait a minute, we didn't score seventeen points or more again. What is that? That's add that to the tally mark. I, I was watching twenty eight. I was watching the Cardinals game simultaneously with with my wife, and I was just you know. She was go- seeing me go through all these stages of grief, and I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, when it was 21 and they got the 28, I was like, okay, whatever. Um, as long as we score 17, 20 points today or whatever and we get some touchdowns, I'll be happy. Like, not obviously happy, but I'll be happy knowing because, you know, it, within five minutes we were already down three touchdowns. So I was just like, I need something to watch, something to look forward to, something to see. Let's see some rookie quarterback development at least at this point. And especially because in the third and fourth quarter, you got fourth, fifth stringers, man, and you couldn't do anything. Yeah, the only the only thing that was worth watching was Khalil Herbert again. And I know that he's playing really well for the two games he's been the starter, but there's reasons that he is a rookie and a backup right now because there are some blitz pickups that he just completely whiffed. Which and- you can't blame anybody for. I mean, no, you can't no. COVID for Williams and – then you, I mean, but at least throw him out there then on some of those pass pros. I don't, you know, and again, COVID for a right tackle, that, that's, a, that's a huge blow. But as Jackson has alluded to it, just because our guy got out because of COVID and it was this late minute scratch, the way that it was handled doesn't make any fucking sense. It, yeah, yeah. I don't why care. is it someone that actually has seen game time? And it just... This isn't. This is the Tampa Bay Bucks. These are the the, uh, the Super Bowl champs, and I understand that. But we beat them with Nick Foles last year, whether it was at home or not. Like, how? There's nothing they do different than. Obviously, they're at a better team, but they actually were missing guys. We were missing guys too. But and you go, well, we don't have Robert Robert Quinn. Okay, we didn't have. We had Robert Quinn against Tampa Bay last I, year. I don't. I don't think Quinn does anything. Yeah, I'm just. Oh no, I'm saying. We we had him last year, but he was hurt. So like it was basically like we didn't even have him. And I agree with you, Jackson. I think Quinn in that game does absolutely nothing. Tom Brady's going to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. So the Cleveland game. So just just I'm looking at ESPN right now. Um, all but one game, the Bears have scored 20 points or less this year. One game where they you haven't got 200 the- yards passing yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, no week one. We had two hundred and six in Detroit. We had two oh nine. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not gotten or no. Uh, Fields has gotten there. Yeah, once. No, because didn't Dalton play a little bit of that Lions game? I think he threw. He threw like a pass or two. So I yeah, so I don't think I'm he has no, two hundred yards. No, it's he does. He gets it. it okay. tech, like it's it's looking at the leading passers. But let's let, let's be honest. Two a two hundred yard threshold is pretty That's garbage enough. for today's. People get that. People get <laughs> yeah. that midway through the second quarter. Yes, it's garbage. I mean, um, we're. I I just don't, I don't know what to to think. I mean, let's get 
into some of the players before Nagy, right? Because obviously that's where we want to go. What what else are we seeing in the offense that let you down besides, uh, I guess we'll get into fields, but I, mean, I don't know about you, that those drops by Komet and Mooney were just oh, the like... the Komet one was the big one. That was what's the big going one. on? Because you're down... You're down seven nothing, right? They score. That would have like kept the ball moving. You know, get some momentum, help out your quarterback. You know, it was a third and eight. He could have got like 15, 16 yards. There was no one really around him. The commit one, I think that was just. It was like, well, here we go again, and it was over. And it just, you know, kills any confidence that yeah. or any motive, any uh, momentum that Fields is going to get as quarterback. Like, all right, we pick up this third down. Great play, whatever. Let's move on. Then it's just like, oh, we we stopped short and we had the punt or whatever. Um, the thing that uh, I was I'm not I was obviously upset because you want to see him perform, but it's kind of funny to see because I know that Jackson has definitely said this before is that people are now realizing after you know this season so far and him not putting up the numbers, people are like tweeting out and uh, you know people who cover the Bears or fans I'm seeing on Twitter saying. Oh wow, uh, Mooney isn't really a number one. I'm I'm noticing this now, and it's like, yeah, no shit. We've been talking about this. I know Jackson specifically, um, so it's kind of kind of nice to see that like we're not over evaluating talent. Hopefully, after this season, I, with Mooney. I still love Mooney, but yes, I just oh did. absolutely. He, I just he's did. he's the number two boomer bust. He is the guy that if we have a decent offense around everything and a quarterback who's starting to understand it, he's the guy who can get us those big chunk 30-yard plays when we need them. But in order for him to do that, the run needs to be established. The play action needs to be established. The tight end needs to be an actual threat. Did we run any screens in this game as well? I I don't know off the top of my head. I can't. Okay. Khalil, so Herbert, just, Khalil Herbert caught some balls, but man, like he need he looks shaky. Any, yeah, he, he looks shaky. Any. He looks like Jordan Howard when he's so catching. The ball. I just ran some numbers and they're not good, but they're <laughs> kind of amazing to be honest with you. So Matt Nagy has coached let's see, sixteen times three, forty-eight plus seven, fifty-five games in his NFL career. Right, he's on his fourth year. Uh, he's had the. The Cleveland Browns game was his 22nd game where it was 20 points or under. So since the Cleveland game, they've had one. Well, and I would like to I would like to go back to some of those games that you're saying that it was, we scored 20 points and over because how many of those games were in 2018 when we got a defensive touchdown? Right, right. Well, oh, that's, absolutely. That's going to be too hard. That's going to be too hard to break down. No, I. But but you, we're all we're all oh, saying yeah. that that's probably more than that's probably more than what three or four more. games. Right. It's, yeah. It's probably. And then in, in the uh, Bengals game, defensive touchdown, and we only scored twenty in that game. So. Yeah. So we're we're basically talking over half the games. He's well, that's where I'm at. Twenty-two. Over half the games he's coached, his pro- prolific offense can't get the job done. It is forty four percent of the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Duh, that just like I know this like in the deep like pits of my heart. Twenty four times this in his four year, four year, uh, career. Three and a half. We're, what we're at three and a half now? Really? Week seven? We could say we're at three and a half just for argument's sake. Just hearing but that. Forty four percent of the time, they have scored I'm less sinking. than twenty points. 
and in that meantime, he's gotten to have uh, he's gotten to have th- four different quarterbacks, a couple yeah. different coordinators, a top fifteen defense that would can keep you in the game. It, like it, it's 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 done. So let's let's open this discussion. People want Nagy out, and I mean, is there any is there anyone on this podcast that thinks that it's not the time for him to go, or that we should continue the season with him, or? I don't know what you do. It's not even just the. It's not even the. The lack of points, right? Obviously, that's the giant gorilla in the room, but like the lack of discipline, the lack of continuity and like ownership from players, right? That's what got, I we got another we got another player fighting. I think they said on the post game that since Nagy's taken over. The okay, Bears. Five players the, ejected. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. It's like yeah. the second highest in the league. In that, and one, in got that in, one got ejected in a playoff game. Yeah. At, at first, like when those first fights happened with like Miller and um, Wims, at first, I'm just, at first, I just think, wow, those two guys are idiots. But now that like this has still become a prolonged issue, now it's like, yes, they are dumb for like making those decisions, but they're frustrated. They're frustrated, and clearly there's, like, a lack of composure and discipline that's instilled in this coaching staff where they think they can get away with that, and I don't know, but... They're I, looking at... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm taking less blame off of those players. I still give them a lot of blame for making that decision, but clearly this is something that's manifested in this organization for a while where they let shit like this slide. They're looking at the rest of the league enjoying scoring points, man, like, and how easy it is. And, and I say that, I don't mean easy, but we make it so damn difficult. We just, everything is just such a grinded out win. It just, every, the players, they, they act like they don't care about fantasy and those numbers and stuff. They like it. Absolutely. All these offensive players, they like it. They like being talked about like that. Because that's the way that they get money, right? And you're not going to get it if you're on the Bears. What's, who's the receiver that's going to get money? Because we're not going to keep Allen Robinson now. Guy looks like a ghost. Guy looks like a ghost out there. And maybe that's half because he's injured. Maybe that's half because he's... Maybe that's a little because he's dogging it and he's done. Well, and, and, and said yesterday that he didn't get enough reps with... Uh, Which is horseshit at this point in time. We can say that. You can't say that. In spring training. Or, I'm sorry. In, in. Yeah, it's, it, we're, we're at week eight, dude. Like, come on. Like, you, you figure it out. Like, let's go. Like, why why is our guy liking Darnell Mooney and Komet over you and they can't get it done either? You know, I just... Also, the other people they brought in, just, it doesn't make sense. Marquise Goodwin has been a bust, which we kind of figured he would... This uh, pyramid. Right? I, I I would say that you can't really argue that he's a bust because the whole offense is busting. So you can't like, <laughs> like nobody's right? getting yards. Like, I don't think Rodney, Rodney Adams would have done anything. But you you put who had he had a good connection with Fields, right? Pyramid has done jack shit. Why don't they just bring in Rod, Rodney up from the practice squad just to try something? I'm with you because it, 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 it can't get worse, and it I know can, that I know I that mean, we're joking. It, it can, but like, it, 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 but we had games where we got a, a negative or 
one yard, so it can't yeah. it can't get that much worse. I mean, at least show like you're trying to mix it up. You're trying to make fields comfortable. You're doing these things, and it's like, I, are you like? Is he had good relationships with people, and then you don't even bring him up. Yesterday was the first gate, or yeah, or I'm sorry, Sunday was the first time I saw uh, Jesse James get a, a catch. And, and that's like, oh. and he's he's playing because uh, Graham can't play, but we don't throw the ball to Graham anyway. So what's throw, <laughs> yeah, you don't throw the ball to Graham anyway. Yeah, so what's what's even the point? So the people that Fields liked in camp, they're not even getting the ball. It's broken at its core. Let's let's go back to the main thing at hand because we're so pissed and we can get uh, off track. But what's what are we looking for here? Do I mean do we want him fired? And then if he's obviously. It sounds like yes, they're not right? Gonna fire, they're not going to fire him midway through the season. Yeah. But he's, there's no way he can – like, I – I he could win out, go into the playoffs, win a playoff game. I still want him fired after this Browns and Bucks game. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if, if they were to – I mean, you look at their schedule and how the teams – their schedule isn't bad going forward. Uh, with the, the amount of bad teams they do play. Um, but you just don't trust them to beat them. So even if they do limp into the playoffs for some reason. and It likely, better be. It's not going to happen. Most likely they're going to face Green Bay or Tampa or the Rams yeah. again in the first round. Oh. And you lose by four scores. Yeah. I mean, the only way you could even think about it is not only do you win out or you win again in the playoffs – but, like, each game you're getting, like, 500 yards of offense, which we know ain't happening. Uh, no. It, yeah, I don't – well, to answer, like, the first question, I I think that Nagy is – he should be fired or should have been fired this week. It's not going to happen. It just doesn't yeah. happen with this Bears organization. But, like, in the ideal world, he would be fired and – Maybe this, maybe this, like inspires the uh, the players, and who knows what what changes. But this, it's just not working. And the way that ownership is, they're too incompetent to even like look at this and be like, yeah, we know that we messed up or it's not working. They're just either sidetracked with uh, the Arlington Heights stadium, or they just are finagling contracts and who knows what. But Nagy needs to go now, but he won't be gone till the end of the season if they even make that move. Because I thought he should have been gone last year, and I'm I've been back and forth on being positive with Nagy. So if you guys ever catch me saying a good thing about him, like oh he's a great leader or whatever, just slap me upside yeah, the head. Yeah, no, yeah, we all we we can't be well, fooled I, again. I think I led the discussion two weeks ago saying maybe he could be a good head coach, and then you know something else happened with the no, it's got to go. He's got to. The whole thing's got to be gone because I guess leading to our next kind of discussion here, he's going to ruin this kid. Oh, absolutely. It's you can just see by his like how his demeanor was like after the bad loss in Cleveland. It was like, all right, you know, like we still got this, whatever. And then you see him in that that picture just like sunk into the bench, just like, what am I even doing here? Like this is worthless. This is yeah, pointless. Yeah, my buddy. I was watching my. It's hard. I was watching the game with my buddy who's a Lions fan, and he's like, "That's gonna be a meme." Oh, 100 percent. It already yeah. is. It was in, and and that's the thing. He doesn't even care because he just knows what's up. But I mean, what what are we looking for then? This rest of the season. I mean, we can't. I, I think you just they, want. 
better discipline, offensive growth, and, you know, win the games that you think you can win. I just means that they're going to be another nine and eight team, eight and nine team, and it's just like, God, they could sneak into the playoffs, and here we go again. Could the offense be worse? Yes. No, with I'm saying, could it be worse with Nagy being fired? Like, could it be worse? Yes, absolutely. They bring in another person who's an idiot who doesn't know how to develop players. Absolutely. I don't. I I would argue and say no because I mean three points, what like one yard of offense, whatever yeah. it is. I don't think you can get worse. No. I think it. I think it could still look bad, but I don't know if it can get worse. Like if they just went out there and ran like a basic high school offense of like slants and just uh, HB dives and. I think it's already better. Up. It's just better. It's already better. I don't know. Like, it's it, the thing is that well, there's such a low bar and. I mean, I what? get what you're saying, Kevin, but how many times did we see that offense under John Fox or Mark Tressman are just like, Jesus Christ. Well, John Fox's offenses were better than this. They were, but they weren't. I mean, it's not really a high bar. Fox that. ball was better than this. We had a better offense with Fox ball and Kendall Wright as our number one receiver. We had a better offense. It's crazy to think about. I don't know if they do. I mean, I just. I, but here's the thing: what coach are you going to lure to come here? Because it's not like you have the greatest weapons either. Yeah, you have Justin Fields, and we think he's the future. We hope the guy's the future. But I mean, his rookiness is showing right now pretty bad. I mean, gotta, all got to trade honest, some dudes. To, to be honest, all the rookies in that first round draft pick have have kind of looked pretty suspect so far. So, um. Is, is the rest of the season just going to fig- be figuring out if Pace keeps his job, too? No, I, think Pace, I think Pace keeps his, cause like, just because of like his late-round success. and um, Maybe Pace. But Cole Komet, I, 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 the jury's maybe still out on him, but that doesn't look good right now. No, but Khalil Herbert does. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So I think that Pace is trying to save his job. Does. I think Pace is trying to save his job because he you don't see him talking to the media, trying to back his boy Nagy, saying, you know, we're we're gonna get through this. It's all Nagy doing the press conferences and well, Pace, interviews Pace from does, his car. Pace doesn't, Pace doesn't really do Well, I, I get I know that like on like a weekly basis, but like when there's this much like blowback from the fan base and like you're just getting blown out by the Bucks and just look the way you do it, you'd think that Pace would like come out and like at least make a statement or something. Not that it has to be this huge press conference, but hey guys, I'm fed up. Yeah, thanks, I, Brian. I, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I can. Well, I can he's just... got that. He's got that really deep voice that kind of sounds awkward. He talks like this, like, yeah, we're trying to build a winning team here, and by building a winning team, we need to have great characters as well. It's like, okay, shut up. You can just envision him like slinking away from Matt Nagy because you know that he's like, yeah, you're. If I stick around with you, I'm probably gonna be gone as well. So. Gonna drag me down with you. Yeah. I'm ideally, I think this whole organization needs a fresh restart, new GM, new coach. I mean, I honestly, new ownership, but that's not gonna happen because it's a money making machine. But. I, I don't know. Nagy, Nagy needs to needs to be go. He seems like a, a super nice guy. And you know what the scary thing is, they can go nine and eight, make the playoffs, and he'll probably stay because they're like, well, he took the Bears three out of four years to the playoffs. 
don't that don't it's a horrible, it's I, a horrible I, metric. I, I can't horrible this, metric this podcast will be not very fun to listen to because you'll have all of us just going wow this, this season's shit because Nagy's still the coach like we're not I mean the only thing is they can't tank too bad because we don't have a draft pick in the first round. Oh, I no, I don't want to tank. I don't, I don't want to tank at all. I think that we can still, the, the, the way that the playoffs situation is, what, we have to beat teams like the Falcons, the Vikings. It's possible. It's it's just, and that's the worst yeah, part. So look at, look but at the schedule. Just, I, how, how, but then also, how do you say what I just said and not think of yourself as a giant idiot because we couldn't score more than three points? I'll tell you what, man, we are on a one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six-game winning streak on our predictions, though. <laughs> and against this 49ers team, like, are we even gonna? Are we just I mean, gonna do the? Are we doing the typical Bears bounce back? Yes, we 100% will win this have, game, or have, or look really good. Yeah, I mean, they win this game and they're four, they're 500 again, and that's a frustrating <laughs> thing. And then and then the narrative flips, and it's like they're neg- back in it. Maggie gets he kind of like he kind of ducks some more media uh, criticism for a week or so, especially if Fields has a big game or like an I guess average game with no no picks or fumbles or, you know maybe the defense shows up. This is just this just screams Bears win this game, and then like we get to the talking oh oh we're in the wild card spot right now oh the next five weeks besides the bye week, they have the Niners the Steelers. Then the bye, Ravens, and Lions. I'm sorry. I hate saying this, but they can go three and four in those games. And I hate that. Because the Niners aren't really a good team. Steelers are not really a good team. Even though that game is in Pittsburgh on Monday night, we do have the Bears beating the Steelers on our, the, the, our schedule I'm looking at. You know, bye week. Ravens are going to kick the shit out of the Bears, and I hope so. Um, and then they play the Lions on Thanksgiving. So it's like that's a very doable part of their schedule that opens up for them. And then before you know it, like, yeah, do they play the Cardinals? And I don't think any of us predict the Cardinals to be where they're at right now. And then the Packers. And then they got Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings again. And that's also not really a a bad stretch of games to be in either. And it's like, but we say this now as like, as like a, a, a people where you can pick off wins and losses, like, oh yeah, they can beat this team. But the thing is, you can't even score 10 points in a game. You know, yeah. it's like. Well, and the Niners, like, I know that they just lost to the uh, Colts on Monday or an, Sunday night. That was an ugly game, yeah. Um, But they still have some, you know, weapons on the defensive, defensive, uh, side of the football. Yeah, and, and Fields, Fields can't get rid of the ball soon enough. He has fumbled every game that he's been in. I think that... Multiple times. Multiple times. He's fumbled every time, every game. Yeah. It's almost, like, it's almost like every time he gets sacked, you're you're holding your breath to see where the ball's at. So, if you... I mean, we're stuck with Nagy. He's still our head coach now. And it, for the foreseeable future, he will be. So, what are what do you... What are some realistic things that you want to see from this game against San Francisco? Because obviously we'd all love to see 500 yards of offense, 40 points, whatever. But what are some realistic things you need to see from the Bears in order to win against San Fran? Run the ball, run the ball, 
run the ball. Just if you're going to score low points, drain the Niners out mentally and physically. Yeah, and then uh, in a situation where you try and get cute and make the pass, even though you've been running the ball successfully, just run the damn ball again. Don't try and reinvent my least, the wheel. My least favorite thing in the world is when it's second and seven and they take a deep shot, and now it's third and seven, and they don't have a play for third and seven. right? And now you're caught in that like halfway. Because one, you don't have a reliable tight end who can get you like 10, 12 yards in that tough play. And then the defense kind of knows what, what you're going to do. And plus, they they always run pass, passing patterns. And that's like where we get sacked, short, too. Or we get sacked. Right? If it's second and seven, it's okay to run the ball again and get four or five yards. And then it puts you in a third down where you're at a third and two, third and three, whatever. But th- now you can open up the playbook. Right? Allow yourself to open up the playbook to make Justin feel comfortable. My realistic, well, I don't even know if it is realistic, but let's keep it to like zero, one, or two sacks. That'd be nice. And, and hold on to yeah. the I, I want to see two things. I want to see just a f- more play action rollout. So, like, when we are running the ball, if we do run the ball successfully, and we've shown that we can against the best running team or rushing defense in the NFL, so we should run the ball more, proving that we can do that. And that when we do take the opportunity to throw, we use that play action and roll Justin Fields out and make with some easy passes. Or, like, if can we design some uh, pass plays where we know that a blitz is coming and just throw, like, a short little uh, screen pass rather than just him trying to hold on to the ball and look, look for something upfield. So those are the things I want to see on the offensive end. And then on the defensive end, can I see some damn turnovers, please? I'm, like, oh. when's the last time we've got a turnover? Vegas? Was it the, um, the Vegas was or Cincy, that, maybe? Yeah, Vegas, that pick by, by Houston Carson. So it's like, and, and I'm, I definitely saw it a lot in last week's game, was just like the no-show of the pass rush. And I don't know how much of a, uh, I'm sure it was a big factor that Quinn was out, that you know they were probably doubling Khalil, but just get some, get some sacks, get some, you know, A turnover. Can I get like an interception from Eddie Jackson? That'd be amazing to see rather than just shoulder tackling and walking to tackle someone. That he does. I mean, I so, thought Mac, Mac was getting pressure, but the Bucks were going to be like, no way we're going to allow Mac to beat us, the one guy. right? He yeah. was getting pressure, but you know they, they were going to beat him up, and they did. I thought Roquan made a lot of great stops, especially on that fourth down. But again, like the Bucks defense is like, okay, we can't let Roquan or Mac beat us. And we lead the tackles. Yeah, they're. I mean, they played awesome this year, um, and like that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna like Fournette had a good game, but they're gonna get two running. They're gonna get two linemen and an extra running back in there and blow up Roquan. Be like, okay, we're gonna take you out of the game. Allow someone else to beat us on defense, because our secondary is. I'd say overall, our secondary is probably the biggest concern I have on the team overall. Because they can't stop it. There's at least one play a game, multiple plays a game, where there's someone deep and they get burned. And luckily, you know, that didn't happen like two weeks ago with Green Bay, which usually does happen this week a couple times. With Mike Evans Evans. just decided to... And Evans just... And and that's the thing. You play against bigger, tougher receivers, they're going to bully you. And even when they make a short catch, 
They're not going to bring him down. Just like, where's Allen Robinson? Well, how come he can't do that? Yeah. Well, he's got to get the ball first. He's got to get on the same page, and that's on that's on him too. But I mean, it it, it it's it's snowball. It just leads one thing leads to another. It's just like you're constantly like I feel like I'm in a rowboat, and there's multiple holes on the floor of the boat, and I don't have enough fingers to plug up the holes. <laughs> or you have to bail it out with just like a solo cup. You don't have a bucket. You just got to bail it out with constant, a tiny a stinky cup. Ship. Like, that's what I feel like I'm on. Well, so classic I Bears know. just somehow pull this one out of their butt and look somewhat hey. decent, and then everyone forgets about Nagy for a week. Yeah. At yeah, and then the, they'll be back just, in a playoff spot again. We've seen it so many times where just after a horrible loss, I mean, I mean, I know it was the Lions, so it was a little bit, it was a more worse team, but Cleveland, Lions game, and we got the Niners coming in who aren't looking so good. Granted, they are more talented than the Lions, but this just, out of all my years of Bears fandom, this just, it's it's one of those games. Yeah, and maybe they'll, if it did, maybe they'll, if win, it, they'll win something like 20, 21 to 10 or something. They'll play like a well rounded game. They, and if they lose, I want them to just get utterly destroyed to even just further the fire naggy in season narrative. But that's wishful thinking. Obviously, rooting for the win, but and think it will happen just because of the situation. But if they are gonna lose, I want another just I got shit show. Bears, Bears Twitter, Bears social media is way funnier than um, when they get blown out because it's so much more ridiculous. Oh, yeah, just like this. And that's what I'm for. That's what I'm for. You get every irrational thought on Twitter, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah, sports radio is the best. You got people, like, saying, oh, why don't we should trade fields or just pulling out the craziest scenarios of, like, uh, oh, if we trade Allen Robinson, we'll get a first-round pick and we can rebuild the team. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? Well, the people that want to, like, that are like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't have played him in the first place and all that. I'm like, you're not going to bench him now. No. Just because it's gonna just ruin him, just his confidence levels. Like, hey, we weren't confident in you to start in the first place, and then we we kind of had our hand forced, and now that you're not doing good because of our whole situation as a team, not you, uh, we're gonna pull you out. That kind of leads us to our next thing. Should did we go? Did we pull the trigger on Andy Dalton too too soon? You might have, but it, it's too late now. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I agree. That's where I'm at right now. You, you can't go back. So I don't really, honestly, to talk about unless it. Unless fields get, like, banged up or something. And, like, the people that are going to come out and say, well, maybe Nagy was right about it. What are you, stupid? He is not right about anything. So, may, you know, if, if he was right about this, it was just coincidental. You know, like, he knew. Yeah. yeah. You know, blind squirrel finds an acorn every once yeah, in a while. He knew that putting in fields later in the season and looking bad, you know, if this was, like, week 17 – you know, like, sure, we're feeling bad about it, but, like, it would be like, oh, rookie's got to work because he's only played three games, and then he gets his, he gets another job. But, no, like, yeah, he I, knew, he knew I wasn't be able to get, I'm not going to be able to coach this kid. Did you guys, it is kind of cr- crazy to look at, I, I, they've had this stat on the, on the game, like, there's been over 1,000 touchdown passes from Michigan quarterbacks, now, granted, most of that is from Tom Brady and, you know, 
Bob, Bob and Brian Greasy. But um, compared to 201 or 202 uh, touchdown passes from Ohio State quarterbacks, did you guys see that? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, obviously Brady it's, inflates that stat so much, but yeah, Ohio, yeah, Ohio State quarterbacks are not trend not trending well in terms of uh, history in the NFL. But no. I mean, it, it, it helps if you had a good situation for at least this ex Ohio State quarterback to uh, be a part of. Yeah, I, I thought it was a kind of a weird stat, but it was something to chuckle about. I was like, well, let's. Because one guy's got over 600 touchdown passes now. Like, that's half of it right there. I don't mean, well, there, I, are, there are things that worry me about Justin, though. I won't lie. Oh, yeah. It, we've, I mean, we've said it plenty of times. Hold on the ball, yada, yada. But, you know. That third I, pick, I think. or Yeah, it was the second. Or it was his third pick. The one that was just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> that was just a fuck it. We're getting killed. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to chuck it up there. Well, I know I'll be watching the game uh, on Sunday, begrudgingly, especially after last week. So, well, and here's my thought: Are is trick or treating this Sunday? Like, people are going to be knocking on my door during the Bears game. Yes, yes, they will. That's and not happening. You're gonna, you're gonna see if if you have to answer the door. It's, depending on how the game's going, I can see the the amount of candy you give just based off of how how they're doing because. Your bears are looking good. Handfuls, or if you have the big bars, here you go, king size Snickers. Bears are losing, getting crushed. Just licorice, one licorice. I don't know. I think I would milk, be one milk duds. I don't know. I feel like if they were losing a lot, just fucking take the candy, get out of here. Like I don't want to see you. Because uh, I'm eating that. I'm eating that candy if I'm uh, upset. I'm saying that's, that's true. That's for me. True. That's you, my you depression your, candy. You guys gonna get your own bag and uh, <laughs> sit there. That's the nice thing about being in an apartment. I don't, I don't have to deal with trick or treaters, but. Ah, uh, yeah, I am gonna contribute to trick or treaters because I'm not a piece of shit. You know, you never know. <laughs> you got, you should, you should have a bag of candy in case. I, I didn't mean that in, I didn't mean that in a way of like you, you aren't, you're in an apartment. But I'm saying if you got a house or you got a place oh, where yeah, kids absolutely. Gonna, ah, you yeah, got it. You, if absolutely. you're home, I, I had you it at my, I had it at one of my offices like two yeah. years ago. You I can't pull the, oh, I'm home, but I'm still gonna just put the bowl outside. Get your lazy. Get your lazy ass. Uh, I get it if you're not home, but if you're home, come on. All right, yeah, Jack. I, it, I, I did that one last, day a year. We, me and my roommates did that last year because we were working all night, so we just had like a like a bowl out there. But I, I agree. I agree. Jack, if a trick or treater came to your house right now, what's like the closest thing you could give them that would be like a treat that's in your apartment? Um, actually, I just bought these popsicles. <laughs> That um, <laughs> frozen treats. It's a. Uh, it's stained. It's a Fanta flavored popsicle or something like that, or like a. It's like a purple crush, orange crush, and strawberry crush. Like it's like the the rocket one. It's not the red, white, and blue. So it's like purple, orange, and red. Laura, get this guy some Halloween candy. What's yeah. going on? At least I'm like. Uh, some like snack packs of like Fritos or Lay's or I have, something. I have like a half box of Oreos, so that could be a backup. <laughs> Put them in a Ziploc bag. There you go. There's Time a popsicle. There's Do like not two take of- this popsicle from this man. <laughs> that's that's all I got. Neighbors have reported that uh, people are handing out popsicles for Halloween this year. Um, there I, you go. I, I had one person in my neighborhood at my mom's house who used to grill up hot dogs for kids. Ah. Uh, all right. 
Times have changed. Like, do, you, sure. do, you, do you get like a condiment tray of like where I can put mustard on it and stuff, or is it just bland, bl- plain I hot dog? Like plain hot dog in the in the foil, mm. like in foil, like a football. Oh, I, I was I at least had a bun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had a bun. No, they just weren't giving you the meat in a tin foil. Oh my but, like, god. My neighborhood was known for doing that. Like, also, my parents used to take me out trick or treating and with like a solo cup, and people would fill it with booze with them. Oh, that's 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 anywhere where like the the like subdivision or area there's a lot of like yeah I'm glad it's coming back which, yeah it's also startling that our generation drinks more than any other generation but that's another topic for another day is that a thing yeah there's some stats out there that said like 25 to like 42 year olds drink more than anybody as I'm drinking liquor right now I had a I had a beer at dinner. Let me take a sip of my uh, blueberry pomegranate bubbly. Ooh. I got the black one. Well, let's let's continue on NFL with the weekly picks. I think I know for a fact Kev's hit last week. Mine hit last week. I actually decided to throw money not even on the spread of the Colts. I just decided to just go full on money line Colts. Want some good money. Um, Jackson, do you remember yours? Uh, I think Mine did. I I think mine was the Tennessee Kansas City game. What was it? I think I took Kansas. I think I took. I was gonna say if you um, took Kansas City, you didn't. No, you didn't, did not. Yeah. No, I think I took Tennessee to win that. I game. think you did. You said something about Derrick Henry or something. Um. Did you have him throwing a touchdown in that game? Hey, this is like our not. third. Our third, or actually, I mean, what has there been? Only one week so far where Jackson's even remembered his pick. So. It was, it was the Texas game that really did it. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But um, I yeah. Think, to be honest, I can never remember. I think I didn't, I didn't even look. I thought I looked at the lines earlier, but I'll take a look. I'll take a gander right now and tell you what my pick is. Uh, but someone else can go because I'm not currently. I'll hit it up on this one. So I would take a college matchup. We got an undefeated. Big Ten game, Michigan versus Michigan State in Lansing, in East Lansing. Noon game, I'm taking Michigan State. Right now, they are a minus four with the over at 53 and a half. I think, I actually think this could be like a high scoring game, but uh, I think Michigan State pulls off the upset. Um, I also think. They're plus four then. Oh, yeah. No, they're a minus four. Michigan's a minus four. No, the the line is hold on, where the hell was it? The spread is Michigan State minus four. So they're favored. Oh, they are favored. Oh my god, it's been one of those days. I'm so sorry. I had a long day today. <laughs> All right, why don't you run that back for our listeners? Because yeah, I never, yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I had a long day at work. Um, Michigan State is a minus four. I'm taking that. I think Michigan State beats them. Um. I think a lot of people would probably have Michigan winning this game. But since 2008. Uh, well, I mean, the fact that Michigan State is the under, uh, the is the favorite tells you that that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I could see a lot of people like on game day or Fox big noon kickoff taking Michigan because uh, there's that bias toward Michigan and there's always hype around them. Uh, but since 2008, Michigan State leads the series nine to four. Michigan State covers, and they win. Going Spartan. Well, and, 
And Michigan, Michigan State has, I think, the second leading rusher in NCAA with Kenneth Walker. Yeah. He's got like 900-something yards rushing. Um, I was actually looking at that game earlier when I was thinking of my picks. Um, and not only that, but at the, a few years ago, the Michigan State-Michigan game had one of the best endings in college football with a uh, botched punt. That was amazing. for a touchdown. There's always something was, weird in this game. Um, in 2017, I saw that Michigan State won 14-7. to So that's pretty rare in college football. No, I like that it's an it, it's a like a noon game or eleven o'clock game noon game your time, so that'll be good to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Sparty. I think ever ever since Michael Hart when he said, you know, Michigan State's a little brother, that is totally backfired on Michigan, and uh, I'm taking Sparty. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the uh, NBA flavor going. I know that we usually do, you know, or primarily do NFL or for just football, college picks, but. After after that Bulls, uh, the Bulls pick last week and they covered barely because the one the refs were terrible and that they didn't count that last shot at the end. Um, I'm going to take the Heat over the Nets. The Nets are favored by four and a half points, so I'm taking the Heat plus four and a half. Uh, I just think that this Kyrie drama is tomorrow. It's tomorrow, yes. Uh, The Kyrie drama is going to you know cause uh, a little bit of a you know, side effect because they've had protesters at the games. Um, you know, K- KD and Harden. If at, the, at this beginning stage of the season the Nets are two and two, I don't think that they're clicking. I think it's still going to take a little bit more time for them to click. Um, and I just think that the Heat are a really good team. Jimmy Butler is, you know, a star for a reason. Uh, Tyler Heroes looked good. You got Duncan Robinson. All these other uh, role players for the Heat. I just think that they're a better team overall. Um, They'll win it right, but I definitely think it's close enough that the Heat will uh, cover this game. So I'm taking the Heat plus four and a half over the Brooklyn Nets. All right. Tim, who do you got? A lot of good bets in, in, in the NFL this week. I think you can make some good money this week, so keep your eyes open. But I'm going to go with the most shocking one. Um, you got the Lions at home versus the Eagles. I think the Kitties get their. I think the Kitties cover. They good last week. I think they. I think the Kitties cover. Um, Kitties versus Birds, man. I think that the Jalen Hurts is not good. I think he's good fantasy, but he's just not good. Like every time I watch him, he's just not good. Um, so I think the Lions cover the three and a half right now. Might even win this game. They might get their first win. Because the then Lions should have beaten the Rams last year. Yeah, well, they were yeah. in that game. Yeah, well, and then look. So look at this. Another reason why I'm saying this is because then the Eagles, they then after this week they play against the Steelers, and it's not like the Steelers are world beaters, but I think the Steelers just beat win that game. Then they play the Browns. Browns beat up will still beat those Lions. Then they play the Bears. I for sure do not want to be the team that gives a O and ten team at that time their first win so please eagles just give them the win take All one right. for the team yeah let's go uh put it on the lions put it on the kids <laughs> motor every, city kitties <laughs> I, I watch a lot of lions games because i'm with my my buddy tommy a lot and he's a lions fan and you know he gets so into the games and they're passionate just like bear fans are also like delusional like bear fans are but every time they do something dumb or when they lose in a heartbreaking way, his face every week 
looks like a kid who found out Santa Claus isn't real every single week. It's just like, it's it, it's not just like demoralizing. Like it's just, I I, I can't describe the, the like the ang like the just the. <laughs> you almost have to laugh at it. So wait, I, 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 wait I, you. What, go ahead. I said, you you mean DeAndre Swift dropped that touchdown in the end zone to beat the Bears? <laughs> I was oh, just gonna man. say I think I, he's I was, gonna have a monster riding, week. I was I was riding him on that too. He's like, man, DeAndre Swift does not like to. He was complaining about. It. He's like, yeah, he does not like the pressure of a big moment. I'm like like last week, and he's like, my buddy was like, shut the fuck up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are the picks. I like them. Those are good ones. Got a little of everything: college, pro, NBA. There you go. So speaking of the NBA. Our Chicago Bulls, this is, like you said earlier, this is a Bulls town now. Bulls they're, the town. O- they're the only team that is worth watching, like a decent product on uh, your television screen. Uh, they're 4-0 for the first time since 96. So since Jordan and Pippen and all of them were around, 4-0 for the first time, which is just a baffling stat because you think That's like, weird. oh, 4-0, like any any team, even if they're like not that great, can start 4-0 just to start a season. Um so it's just great to see. So what do, what do you guys think that uh, this Bulls team is going to do for the city if they end up being, you know, successful and making playoff runs uh, like we expect them to? So I have not been able to watch them because I need to find a good streaming service to watch them because I use my dad's Comcast in Chicago and for the licensing won't allow me to watch it here in D.C. So anyone who's got a good streaming thing for the Bulls, let me know. Um, but it just sounds like they just have veteran leadership finally. Rosen won that game last night. Yes, he did. I saw his stat. They were all everyone. Everyone else was playing like poo poo in the fourth quarter when I tuned in, and I was like, okay, but this guy just put on his back. They had a a big lead in the fourth, and they own. He's got that mid range game, dude, locked in. Yeah, and I know that like the um, analytics of basketball, it's shoot more threes because three years worth more than two, and that uh, these players can make threes at a higher clip than players could in the past. Um, but it just it's great to see that there's now a reliable scorer along with Levine that if Levine's having an off night, DeRozan can pick it up. And if they're both having an off night, maybe Vucevic can have a have a day or Lonzo Ball, who's played great defense. He didn't he struggled a little bit yesterday with his turnovers, but overall, like it's been great with his uh, point guard skills and his defense. I love when the Bulls are good just because I, I don't I don't remember about you guys, but like when they were battling against like the Celtics in the playoffs and he oh, had like awesome. D Rose moments and just like even when it was just like a kind of a scrappy team with like Ben Gordon and Kirk Heinrich. It's just great great to watch. Great to playoff have basketball's on. fun when your team's in it. It's absolutely it's absolutely um and they they actually do play Derrick Rose this week uh coming up against the New York Knicks on Thursday. I was gonna if I had the the lines because the lines don't come out for basketball as early as the uh, football games do. I probably would have uh, gave you this as my pick again, just because I feel like I'm very confident. I'm seeing the Bulls really well right now, but it's going to be a big game. First real test for the Bulls because they've played the Pistons twice, the Raptors once, and the Pelicans once, who aren't really seen to be playoff teams. But, but it'll be our first real teams. test. Yeah. Oh, teams. absolutely. You, you can only, you can yeah. only play who's on your schedule. But this is going to be. I'm gonna. I'll probably watch this. More than the Packers Cardinals game, just because obviously it's a Chicago team, but that'll be my number one priority over Cardinals and Packers, just because I'm that 
hyped about the Bulls this season. And I, I don't think it's a, a fluke. I think it's a legit legit team, a legit playoff team this year. It's been a while. I mean, think about it. The other four – the other – I'm sorry, the other three big four teams in the city um, – I'm sorry, Bears, Cubs, Sox, Blackhawks. So, yeah, four out of five have had their moments. And it's been a lot – I mean, yeah, there were years where the Hawks and Bulls were both – really good together but like the hawks were still making deeper playoff runs and winning championships right like now it's like hey the bulls are like hey the winter sports teams they're struggling cubs and Sox are not in the playoffs anymore like there's a little bit more hype to them and it's it's been a long time a long time well absolutely and i, I think the cool thing or maybe not cool but i think something that should be looked at is I'm sure you guys remember just like the fan presence and like the community presence of when the Bulls were like all about firing guard packs and this team is bad, this the GM's bad, the coach is bad. Like you can see what happens when you get a competent GM and leadership. Some similarities right now, some parallels, and it seems like the Bulls are finally getting out of that hole when we want to be there with the Bears. Like maybe what it takes for the Bears to have a quarterback who's actually good is to get rid of all these people. It's it's like it's it it seems like it's like the easiest solution in the world, but like you, oh. you can see it now. You can see like it, it's mm-hmm. right there in front of us at the United Center that we got uh, Mark Eversley and um, AK in the GM and leadership roles. They get in a coach who is who's proven with the NBA with Oklahoma City. And obviously in college, but give a, a coach that is proven and that players respect and has shown that he runs a good system. And look, look, you're getting the people in place. You've made some signings. You, you couldn't get you couldn't get free agents with guard packs. You now get you can't. Agents. Now you got DeRozan. It just all falls into place. Can we get some of that with the Bears, please? They have three please get some all, of that with they the have Bears. three all stars on that team. And they're starting five. Right. DeRozan's and, been a two time all star. Bukajic has been a two time all star. And um, who's their main? Who's their main guy? Levine. Exactly. Levine. Yeah, has been an all-star too. Well, and then and if money is like the bottom line of the Bears organization, and I know we're going back to the Bears, but it's a Bears-centric podcast. Uh, if the money is like the bottom line for the Bears, see is important. The Bulls are going to make so much money off of merch and people back in the stands going to the games, spending money. Like it. It. it pays off to have a good product on the field for your your organization so let's just hope that hope the bulls keep doing what they're doing and progressing and that the bears could take a look at this and say hey let's kind of follow in their footsteps and just reboot this let's go bulls go go bulls Bulls. yeah i think yeah i guess and the Bulls games hot with the entrance with the dun 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 dun. dun. It's been years since I've been to a Bulls game, but that is oh, when the is, Bulls are good, man. It's just fun. It's just fun. Indeed. All right, Jackson. I think you touched on it, but it seems like you kind of want to talk about some Blackhawks. So go oh, right ahead, man. there, sir. Where do you the the neighbors? The, the the other people in the uh, United Center. Yeah, the talk roommates. A, yeah, talk about a day the Blackhawks had. Um, obviously, you know, we don't want to really, no one really wants to cover the um, situation that happened in 2010 
Um, obviously, the report came out today that Blackhawks leadership knew about the sexual assault allegations going back to 2010. Um, Stan Bowman, who you know a lot of people in Chicago wanted out re- regardless of this situation, um, resigned today. Um, it's weird because we call for for Nagy to be fired, and you know the Blackhawks, you know their past two coaches before Corville, whatever his name is. Uh, Quinville. the Hawk fan? I can't. I always have a hard time pronouncing his name. He looks like he's like six. Um, they've all like gotten. What? He looks young. Their their coach now. He's. Oh, you uh, mean Colleton? I thought Colleton. Jeremy Colleton. I thought you were talking he about Quinville. Yeah. Jeremy yeah. Well, Quinville got a Quinville got a quick hook in eighteen. Denny Savari got a quick hook in like two thousand eight after, like, a few games. So this is an organization that's not afraid to fire their coaches. I'm surprised he did not get fired after Sunday's game. Were they just there. playing like ass or what? Well, I'm looking at their schedule right now because uh, it's hard for me to watch Blackhawks and Bulls games because it's streaming, but I'll, I'll find something. But they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh, 0 and 6. In every game, they have allowed at least four goals. They average about two goals, and in two of those games, they've allowed five goals or six goals. That's a lot. That's a lot of goals they're giving up. (laughs) That's a lot lot of damn goals. Let's see. Game one, they lost 4-2. Game game two, 4-3. 5-2. 4-1. 4-1. 6-3. And they... They spent a lot of money on getting uh, Flurry a, a goalie. I mean, I thought he's a little past his prime. He looks exactly past his prime. But I think it's weird, like, for so long, the Blackhawks were the model franchise of once old ownership literally dies and goes away, right? Wurtz dies, which was probably the best thing for the Blackhawks because the son took over. They start hiring all these new people, and then, you know, they start winning – but then there's always that cost to winning, which came out today. And I think that's the hard thing with sports is like, you know, it's in the society we live in. We as a society, I think, will put off horrible things in order for your team to make money and to be successful. Right. It, it's, it's, no, a complete one, it's a complete 180 from like what's going on with the Bulls. And you, you hope that the Bulls learn mistakes from other teams in this city that have been successful and have failed, right? You don't want to be a one-year wonder like the Bears and the Cubs. You want to have sustained success like the Blackhawks, but do you want that cost to be successful? Yeah, and, you know, as much as we, like, rag on the Blackhawks and, like, hockey, uh, it's, you know, it's just fun when the Hawks are good as well. So you you never want to see a franchise be bad. Especially have this, you know, whole scandal Especially if on they top were a that. franchise that was horrible. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely. Fifteen years before they got good, like, so they I weren't think even that, on TV. Yeah, I think that they're going to have to like all of those players who were on the Stanley Cup team, Kane, Taze, all that. They just they all need to go their way, and before yeah. it can even you can even talk about it being kind of redone. So, but there was that. Picture I sent you guys, like, well, it could be worse than Nagy, where they took the whiteboard, the players, erased the play that their coach drew up, drew up their own play, and gave it back to them. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> lost. You lost a lot. That's pretty bad. And, and, and the, 
and the fact that the coach looks like you said looks like he's like six years old it just looks like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing yeah so and i i just expect hockey coaches to be like just grizzled old like dudes who just winville was mean yeah just like yeah yelling at clouds not this like squeaky clean 12 year old all right well as we move on to baseball the first game of the world series is currently going on as we record this, and the Braves, I believe, are up five to one uh, against the Houston Astros. Tim, what do you think of this World Series matchup, and do you have any predictions? Just hope that the Braves win. Fuck the Astros. I think that's all of our uh, consensus is that yep. fuck the Astros and the Braves win. Uh, I did I mention before. I did mention before. It's nice that uh, the the Braves kind of add like a neutral fan aspect to it because. You know, a lot of people hate the Dodgers. A lot of people, you know, Dodgers fans wouldn't root for the Giants. The Braves, like, a lot of just kind of, like, uncertain fans that are going to root against the Astros, and they give them a team to root for. So, and you got good players like LBs. You guys have a, a Cubs connection with uh, Solaire. Uh, just, you know, a good a good team. It'd be awesome if Acuna was playing, but I think that, It'd be nice. It'd be nice if the Braves win. I think they will win, just because the way that they're playing right now. Um, and I think I, I've said this before: is that they would they beat the Dodgers because of that series was so crazy with the Dodgers and Giants. It just warmed down, and they're able to get here. And I think that they're going to roll on and hopefully sweep the Astros. Heck yeah! All right. I think that's just about it, except for your Penn State that uh, oh. you know. Bad God. little game there. Bad. Sorry, guys. I, I, Kev, I is, not, Kev is not a Penn State fan anymore after this year, I'll tell you I, that. I, 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 think I want to make a, a proposal. If Penn State drops out of the top 25, do I get a respin on a... No, I, say, I say please, because it was lame that you got him in the first place. <laughs> T- that's, T- that's, the, that's the life of being a Penn State fan. They TBD. Will, they will break your heart in like weird ways. You know, watching that game on Saturday, they did not look good. And I'm like, they, they look off. And if, I think if they don't break your heart, they'll touch you inappropriately. So Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they, they they have not been able to run the ball all year. And usually they're pretty good at stopping the run. And it's just like, they, they don't look good. And it was like, college football, like, is known for, like, the trap game type of thing. You know, you had a bye week. You have Illinois, and then you have Ohio State. You know, you're looking at a top 10, top 6 matchup with Ohio State. And, like, Clifford obviously was still hurt. But even with Clifford still being hurt, like, you had a, you, you still had to beat Illinois. Like, it's unexcusable. Like, and the new overtime rule, like, I get. Like, I don't like it. I did not know about it until it started. I thought it was dumb. It kind of takes away from football. However, you should have never have gotten to – um that situation you should have won the game in like regulation should have never gone to overtime horrible coaching horrible play calling yeah you guys think it's bad on sundays you don't have to deal with this every single day like your whole weekend i got matt Nagy. i mean james franklin is the matt Nagy of college football he screwed up his press conference today saying like the only game i'm focused on is illinois which they already played. They play Ohio State this week. They're going to lose three in a row now and be five and three. And then he called Ohio State Stadium the big house, which is Michigan. So he's completely out in La La Land. 
he probably wants to go to USC or LSU at this point. Well, well, and the fact that they lost to an Illinois team whose coach just got done telling their entire roster they're trash, like they're bums. We, yeah, they're bums. Like that is just either that the Illinois team just played out of their minds because they, they were like, and they did. Illinois played really well. They did. They their defense was lights out. I don't want to be called a bum, so. Yeah, they they definitely took the opposite route of like what a lot of people thought of. Just like they would crumble and be like, they, you know, fuck this coach. They ran but, the ball. They had like 350 yards rushing. They were like going in jumbo sets, and like stop the run. Like it was your it was your grandpa's Big Ten football. Brett Billima just pulled the ultimate reverse psychology. No, you guys aren't good. It's okay. And like, oh, we'll show you who's there, good. There was there were a couple calls that went against Penn State. Like, there was a bad call. There should have been a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and they said his momentum stopped. And like that's and I, that play like threw him off. Like it was early in the game, and like it would have been a huge momentum swing. Um, but there's no excuses, and I think this is the problem I have with Franklin. You know, like he is a rah rah guy, like Nagy. And people like him, but at the end of the day, like, dude, you got to beat the games that you need to win, and you need to be at least above 500 or 500 against the teams that, like, you're going to struggle with, like, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, and, like, Michigan State, like, your big primetime games. And he's done well against Iowa and, like, Michigan State, and he's done better against Michigan, but, like, he can't beat Ohio State. He's only beaten them once. Like, he blew that game against USC in the Rose Bowl. It's like, you know, I get tired of the same bullshit play calling that Nagy does, and I see it on Saturday. So if this is Franklin's last year, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you you just you uh, briefly mentioned it, but I would argue that LSU is a bigger program than Penn State. Maybe not USC. Do you do you think that those programs would want a James Franklin who's not shown? You know, he's I mean, had success, but not he hasn't, like, been to a national Franklin, championship. Franklin's won a Big Ten title, right? Um, that was 2016-2017. I thought his 2017 was a lot better than the 16 team that didn't win it. He has won big bowl games. Like, he's got – he's been to three New Year's Six bowl games, and he's 2-1, and one, right? He beat Washington, and he beat Memphis, and he lost to USC. Um, I think he's got above 500 record in bowl games. The thing is what helps Franklin is that he is a great recruiter. He can recruit his fucking ass off, and that's half the game in college football. You got to be able to recruit. Yeah, I guess especially if, if LSU is looking like, at him in the SEC. The thing is, like, with LSU, like, the way I look at LSU is, like, they're good every they're, – they're always solid, but they're really, really good every three or four years. Right, the year they won the national championship, they were fantastic. The year before and the two years afterwards, they've been eh. Right, they're one of those teams that build for that big year, and you know, can a Franklin kind of capture that every year? Maybe. I mean, not every program can be like an Ohio State or an Alabama, where it's just like, okay, we're going to reload. Well, we'll see. We'll see next year if uh, our Penn State and the Alliance have Franklin or if he. Go a different direction. I think it's 50-50. I mean, if Franklin goes, I go. I've been a Franklin stand since day one, so. <laughs> <laughs> you need, you uh, need to watch more of them then who go insane. Apparently not. I want to keep my hair, so. 
All right. So we got power rankings now, or what do we got? Uh, we got some big, fat bear news. Oh, you got bear news? Bear alert, big, fat bear. Big, fat bear news. If you take a look at our Twitter, you'll see Otis. Otis was a big old small bear, was showing his ribs in July and decided to just take those Alaskan trout and salmon and just beef on up. This is a big old bear, ready for some big old loving, so much so that he won the Fat Bear Week. Of October, and everyone knows that if you win the Fat Bear Week, you want to win it in the later part of October because November, everyone's already bulked up. This guy is ready to get bulked. So <laughs> Otis, my king, take a look at our Twitter. This guy is just huge. Just seeing his picture just really makes me makes me want the uh, that this to happen to have one of whatever your mascot is on your football team. So the Bears get one bear for their team, and it's got to be Otis, Fat Bear, 500 pounds, 510 pounds. I'm looking at my phone right now for, like, the fifth time, and... Oh, he's bigger than five. I think that's just his number, Kev, like his number in Alaska. He's bigger than 500. Yeah. That's his walking around weight. (laughs) He's not even ready for weigh-ins. Oh, man. That's a big-ass boy. Damn. Once again, look at this thing. A gorilla won't even come close to hitting that weight. Just size no, alone. No. Look how big his paws are. Look at like his claws. Like you could see if you zoom in on the grass part, like those things like at least like ten inches long. Yeah. Just the claw. I when I see a gorilla even try to move them. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, and, they, and and gorilla and gorilla defenders always go. Well, he'll just choke him out. Yeah, I'd like to see you get your <laughs> arm around that neck. His fingers won't even be able to touch. The thing is, he doesn't even have a neck. It's just like a shoulder blade into his legs. <laughs> Unless the gorilla knows how to operate a forklift, I don't think that bear is getting <laughs> I nudged. Mean, I, I mean, I've lifted up. I used to work in a warehouse where you lift up like 4,000-pound reels of wire. I that thing is that looks like one of them where it's just that big and compound. Like, what do you think he does all day? Just sits there and grazes. Eats. Eats. He probably yeah, just like he probably just stay like sits at the bottom of like a riverbed and just like opens his mouth as Sam and <laughs> just constantly just jump into his mouth. He doesn't even have to move. They just like what's his Otis? Otis. That's a good bear name. I, like, I wish the Bears had a live mascot like you see a lot of times in, like, college football, like with Texas or Colorado, and they could just have Otis sit there, like, in the behind the end zone, just, like, eating hot dogs. If eat, they have a sign that says, don't throw away your empty food. Give it or your unfinished food. Chuck it down to Otis, and he's just hey, eating cotton hey, I candy. Don't, I, don't, I don't want this ice cream and popcorn, Mom. Should I throw it out? No, give it to Otis. No, go down to section 102 and chuck it at Otis. You could probably like, at, at, like next to like the hot dog uh, section, you can like get like salmon, like kebabs that you could chuck down there. Like how you could feed like feed for uh, animals five, at weddings. Yeah, pay five bucks to throw a shrimp cocktail at Otis. I mean, they're just looking for ways to make money at this new stadium. I mean, we've already. Otis should like walk out of the stadium and or walk out on the field and lead the Bears onto the field like they do for like like 
uh, Ralphie at, at Colorado, but he just kind of like, dum 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 dum, and that's take- the way the Bears, the Bears, the way the Bears' offense is. You know, it's kind of the same thing. I'm thinking that the Bears should have to roll in Otis. It's like roll. <laughs> it's the only workout they get all day. Odie, Odie. You're wearing an Otis Wilson jersey. There you go. And shout out to my my uncle Bob. He had a really fat cat. His name was Otis, like real humongous fat. So Otis is just a fat guy name. Otis, the fat man name. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, offensive lineman taken by the Bears, Otis. Oh, heck yeah, that guy's got some poundage. <laughs> okay, that guy is a freak at the buffet table. All right, let's end with our power rankings. Our power rankings this week was themed more so of, since we know Nagy, and we want Nagy to be fired um, because he's very, very bad at his job, let's flip the scripts. What are jobs, tasks that Nagy would be good at? Oh, I love this one. I thought yeah, he would. This is, our, this is I, a hot one. Uh, I'll start us off there, gentlemen. I um, am going to start us off with he should be a Applebee's employee. And why oh. Applebee's? Because he loves looking at big, stupid menus all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that never change. <laughs> so, that's my <laughs> Oh, that's good. You still have, do you still have the uh, sizzling tenders from five years ago? Oh, yeah, they're still on the menu. <laughs> Uh, you guys they don't take cheese- anything off. We just add you to guys, it. You guys have cheeseburgers. You know it. We never take them off. <laughs> Kev, what's your number three? Uh, so my number three is, and I got to say, I love this power rankings. I saw it, and I just, like, my mind was racing. Oh, I burst out. Uh, is, my number three is uh, overly ener- energetic store manager. I'm talking, like, this oh, guy God. comes up with, comes up with themes for the week has like uh, a cheer or a chant before every shift. He just seems like a guy that is all about the rah-rah. I mean, he is about the rah-rah. Boom! And we're- Boom! <laughs> like, what are we gonna do? Sell! What are we gonna sell? Computers or whatever it is. Like, he's all about the, the corniness, the the big fan, the big Christmas parties, this overly energetic store manager You're is my number three. And after the Jalen Johnson thing, you could tell you you would get like a letter from him saying, "Hey, I saw you leaning on the desk. You've got time to lean. You got time to clean." Yeah, make sure you fill in your timesheets. Uh, I, I I know those people, and that just gave. Oh, that's a good one. Kind of piggybacking off of that because I kind of had the same thing. A really pepped up motivational speaker my pick but only for middle school and elementary school kids he, oh, does, no. he does the assembly oh i can see yes. it i can see it uh, i, I can, can see, see that i uh, can only bed, do assemblies though for those age groups from like eight to 13 because well, anyone anyone beyond that just starts to immediately smell his shit yeah well, all those like, eight hey, kids let's do jumping they're buying jack- in they're buying in a hundred percent, and he's yeah. juggling or doing something like on a unicycle, balancing back yeah. and forth, throwing swords, or telling like a story of like how he grew up and he went to the XFL or whatever he was in or the Arena League, and you know he rose up to be a Bears coach, and you know 
eight-year-olds really don't know bad football at this point in their life. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can be a coach one day, too. Or, like, maybe they get one of those, like, big, like, balloon things or, like, blanket things. They all twirl it together, you know, to show that they're all friends and stuff. Yeah, he's a uh, motivational speaker. Uh, he enters in the elementary school. Kids. He enters the gymnasium with like uh, like smoke machines and flashing yeah. lights. Come air on, guys. Horns, air Get horns, glitter vests. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aren't you ready for school? <laughs> Let's do ten jumping jacks all together. Can I get a BU? BU. Yeah. Remember to be you all the time. I'll be in the lobby signing autographs if you want. Fifteen bucks. Oh, All right, Tim. What's your second pick? Um, I have a uh, underground boxing uh, promoter, uh, mainly because he gets people to throw punches. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> he, he clearly supports it. That's for sure. <laughs> Don, Ki- the Don King of the NFL. All right, my number two, and I don't know if there's a name for this this job or if there's a specific job description for this, but I think he would be great in a research and development team where a company hires him in and they say, our product is perfect. We have no problems with it. And Matt Nagy, <laughs> you give him the product and he finds a way to fuck it up so the other team, so the company can find a way to fix it. Whether it's, you know, any device or product, it could be exercise equipment, it could be a toy. Say, we've, we've got all of, the, all of our... Uh, yeah, kids, software would be the best. All of the bugs fixed, it's perfect. Matt Nagy will take up five minutes, he'll fuck it up somehow, and then the, the company will say, okay, thanks, Matt, we know our problem with this product, you can leave now. He's, so an, absolutely. he's, an, he's an agent of chaos. Absolutely, he could find a way to ruin anything. So great for companies to figure out the problems they have with their product. Love it. All right. So this one's going to be totally off the wall, but I just picture Matt Nagy kind of wearing this. Like, his bald head kind of, like, creeps me out sometimes. And, like, I don't know. He's become very punchable in my mind. I can just imagine him having, like, a black turtleneck that he wears all the time. and like With the visor? No, 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 no. He's not a coach anymore. He's not a coach anymore. This is his post coaching. Visor is strictly for coaching. Yeah. And he's got like a very weird turtleneck and like weird pants. And I just see him as like a cat whisperer. Like left field for sure. Someone who can like calm creatures that like are stubborn and be like Creatures now or cats? Cats, (laughs) cats. But like, you know, Creature whisperer. He, he like he's a very calming presence sometimes. Like it's okay if you don't score more than ten points a game, Mister Cat. Like, because cats can be hard to train and they're pains in the asses. And like I just think he'd look really uh, weird. Honey, that straight cat's hanging out outside again. Should we call the Should we call the uh, pound? No, call Matt Nagy. Yeah, I can like, I can picture uh, Matt Nagy like, to be over evaluating cat talent and being like. Hey, that cat! That cat just pisses everywhere and scratches the shit out of me. No, neuter. no, let's give him a chance. He's he, he has potential. You can't neuter him yet. Yeah, like I think he just. I, I imagine him just like in a black, like turtleneck, holding like a white cat, just like 
petting him, be like, Shh, it's a good, be a good girl. Like, you got this. Oh. It's like a creepy dude. I don't know. It's not really a job, but I can he see. He is like, a creepy dude. I mean, I, the event, it's, it's got to be a thing. It's definitely a job. I mean, yeah. I had that show. Like, uh, I can see uh, Animal Planet picking it up and be like, all right, Matt Nagy, you need a job. Here's, here's a couple thousand bucks to go play with cats. Yeah, what's I his like face? It. Caesar Milan, who got who had a TV show about talking to dogs. So I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, I'm Matt sure, Nagy, sure. Cat Whisperer. All right, um, mine specific, I will say, but mine is he's going to be hired. He would be a great hire for like oil companies and um, uh, and other companies that ruin the environment because he would be their climate change denier at in court like it'd be like you know it, or like you know if it was like hey you know your your company's like ruining the uh, ruining the neighborhood or you know the the temperature has been going up or there's more garbage or whatever and he, he would just be like well yeah, i mean are you sure about that we got to find the why <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey the, the temperature in the earth's been going up for two degrees two degrees ever, for 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 Every ten years, you know. I mean, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we make any moves, we, I, I'm gonna. You better believe I'm gonna go find out why. <laughs> you know, just after the BP oil spill, Matt Nagy takes the takes the podium and says, "Hey, you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta look at ourselves, and you know, we'll get back to you on this because we gotta we gotta find it deep within. You gotta find the root cause." <laughs> yeah, I, I could totally see him. Just I mean, <laughs> we basically hear it after every after every game. So he's just been practicing for the last four years. There you go. Maybe like Marlboro cigarettes will hire him or who knows. Yeah. All right. My number one. And I, I, I was kind of going back and forth between research development worker or this. But I said he'd be a great addition to a nursing home as one of the staff at the nursing home. Oh, God. Reason number Dude, one. I have, I have that written down. <laughs> Reason number one. Loves to talk to people. Loves to talk to people about anything. He talks talks about nothing. Who loves it? Who loves to hear about nothing? Old people. You could talk to old people about anything. He remembers people's names. Reporters. He always says like, "Thank you, Bill," or "Good question, Marty." Who loves who loves hearing their name because they they don't want to be forgotten. Old people. Okay, and he just has that like. You know, I can picture him in like light blue scrubs with like the white nurse shoes, just like cleaning the up. The visor plays with old people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you know, <laughs> just hearing all these stories, nursing home worker Matt Nagy is my number. I I had. If he my, brings in a cat, they're gonna love him. My honorable mention was like a nursing home worker in like Florida, so he could rock the visor too. <laughs> there you go. Add the visor on that. <laughs> Because no one's going to be like, you know what? That visor's fucked up because all the dudes are wearing visors. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> You'd see him like Boko Haram, like Boko Haram being like, hey, guys, let's do some activities together. Like, let me put my visor on. Oh, oh yeah. And he'd be all like, he'd be all spunky with like the activities. Who's ready for shuffleboard? Oh, he'd be, he'd be all over the bingo. Boom, oh, Carol, you got bingo. <laughs> All right, my All right turn. Jack, what do you got for your number? All right. Thought about this one. He would be good at developing pyramid schemes for quick get get 
quick rich companies. Almost had it. Get get rich quick schemes. Yeah. Almost. Almost. That's, that's a tongue. That's, that's a good tongue twister. You gotta like really like. Uh, uh. Um, but yeah, he'd be developing those marketing expertise with his great knowledge. He would sucker people in, um, like he does with all bear fans. With just like 2018, it looked really good, and then bottoms exposed. out. Spose. And every once in a while, you get a game in there, like two or three weeks in a row. You're like, hey, things are moving here, and then crap, or you lose a playoff game, or eight and eight for two years in a row, and they're like, hey, but we're gonna give him another chance. We just drafted him a quarterback. No. How would how would you like to be a make six figures and be your own boss? Yeah, bring in your friends. Are you athletically like athletically minded? You know, do you think outside of the box? He reminds me of like friends I like or acquaintances, not really friends, but like people I know on LinkedIn who are always always sharing tips of like how to get like rich quick. I'm like, you're full of shit. That's Matt Nagy. Man, this sounds great. And now I'm fifty thousand dollars in debt. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up episode twenty of the Team Bear Sports Podcast? I really hope Otis becomes the head coach of the Bears. That'd be awesome. He I just mean, lays there. He just lays there. He doesn't ma- mascot player coach. I've never heard of him that. Before. Be the first one. It could be helicoptered in in the first. Got a spot at right tackle open. There you go. I love it. I love to see it. Well, let's hope for Otis as our new player ma- player mascot coach in the, of the future. But that wraps up the Team Bear Sports podcast. Episode number 20, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcast. Feel free to send questions to teambearpodcast at gmail.com. Waiting to have a mailbag episode. I'm sure it's on its way. Uh, And with that, Team Bear out. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears!